You know, when I was writing my book, I don't think I thought about people's names that I would actually have to pronounce, you know, and I want to do them justice. I don't just want to write their names, you know, I want to honor them. Even though I'm reading my own words out loud, there is anxiety every single time I begin a new sentence. The book has clearly English, but also French, German, indigenous languages to North America, Ukrainian. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer and speaker Dante Stewart, educator and influencer Blair Imani, and columnist and journalist Barrett Holmes Pittner. Listen in as these authors share what inspired them to write their books. Dante Stewart on reckoning with the legacy of white supremacy and reclaiming identity on a spiritual level. Blair Imani on how to become a more informed, compassionate, and socially conscious person. And Barrett Holmes Pittner on a new way to talk about racism in America. Plus, hear what it was like for these authors to record their audiobooks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Dante Stewart, author of Shouting in the Fire, an American Epistle. I wrote my book because it was a book I needed to read. You know, we talk about that famous Toni Morrison quote, if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. And so for me, I really haven't read a book that really wrestled with the questions of what it means to be black and Christian and American what it means to be young, what it means to speak to truth and trauma, what it means to speak to black beauty and black love and black joy in ways that's particularly thinking about the questions of religion and politics and race and the body and embodiment. Secondly, I wrote it because I know that so many people have that same familiar story. And just as I was inspired by the likes of James Cone and James Baldwin and Tony K. Bambara and Tony Morrison, I knew that people around me needed words and language as well. And so I was inspired by what I saw in the country, what I saw in myself, both the good and the bad. And I knew that this was a book that I needed to write and a book that they needed to read. So we all, in some sense, can be free and find ways to shout in the fire. If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook, you know, exhausting. I ain't gonna lie. It's probably exhausting. So, like, my brother and friend, Jason Reynolds, he was like, yo, recording an audiobook is gonna suck. And he was not lying. So, it definitely sucked, but it probably sucked in the most beautiful and brilliant and best ways possible to just be sitting with my words once again and to be immersed in the stories and to relive the drama of many of the things I have lived through and grown through and what I saw. But it was beautiful also because me and the team at Convergent and Penguin Random House, we did a really good job at putting together something creative and consistent with the tradition of black writing and writers. So yeah, it was tough, no lie. You know, they got it all out of me. But I do think we got the best things out of ourselves as well. You know, when I was writing my book, I don't think I thought about people's names that I would actually have to pronounce, you know, and I want to do them justice. I don't just want to write their names, you know, I want to honor them in the ways that I was inspired by them and how their work just shapes so much of my own thinking, my own writing, my own work. And so I had to do some retakes and really dig to make sure I pronounce their name correctly, but definitely names, definitely names. I think I'm most proud that I was able to write a book where people would notice the voices that I came from, that these 
brilliant writers who I resonate with, I was able to honor their work. And as Kiese often says, you know, good writing really in some sense is imitating. And so I feel like I did a really good job at imitating these voices and really trying to take on their kind of ways of approaching language and art and style and phrasing. But also I was most proud that I wrote the book as honest as I could and as beautiful and as lovely as I could. And I think I'm most excited that listeners will be able to be invited into that drama with me. And I hope that it'll help them, you know, understand places in their own story. And most of all, would encourage them to write about and think about and reflect on their own story as well. Because, you know, as all good writing does, it really makes us think about and wrestle with and sit with and ponder and wonder in our own stories. Oh, if I wasn't going to record my audio book, let's see. Oh, that's a hard one. But I think, honestly, no lie, like I think I would cast Robert Jones Jr. Many of you know him, the author of the instant New York Times bestselling book, The Prophets. I keep telling him this, no lie. Robert has probably one of the most amazing, poetic, beautiful voices ever. When he wrote an endorsement for my book, I was like, dang, bro, you just can't write an endorsement that's better than my book. But then when he be reading in public, I'm like, dang, bro, you can't read that. That's better than my reading, bro. I mean, like, like we talking about shouting in the fire here and you doing all this just great writing and great reading. The last audiobook that I listened to that I love was Toni Morrison, Beloved. In preparation, I listened to Toni Morrison read her own audiobook. Y'all know Tony has the most amazing, beautiful voice that, I mean, it's so soothing and powerful and beautiful. It's literally like a spiritual experience when you listen to Tony. Yeah, Tony Morrison's beloved. That's the one. That's the one. So I think like if people walk away from my own audiobook and saying like, oh, I can feel Tony reading, then I won. Yo, I won for real, for real. So my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is driving. I do a lot of driving. I love to drive. I get most of my audiobook reading done when I'm driving. So I'm not a reader at night like to turn on an audiobook because I always want to make sure that I know where I stopped at. I don't listen to audiobooks like at home. So I'm more so at the house like listening to music, like instrumentals. When I'm commuting, that's my favorite place to listen to audiobooks. And now... Listen to a clip from my audiobook. There is an old King James Version Bible sitting on my bookshelf. It is black, rugged. The gold lining on the page it shines as light hits it. The jacket is missing, and the threads have loosened from one another over the years. It has been tried. It has traveled across the South, across time. Now it sits on a shelf where it keeps the company of books written by black folk. Black folk who have read a similar Bible, who have wrestled with it, been confused by it. Black folk who have held it as tight as I do today. Hi, this is Blair Imani, author of Read This to Get Smarter, about race, class, gender, disability, and more. My book was inspired by my viral microlearning video series, Smarter in Seconds, And I also wrote it because I feel that right now there is an urgency and a thirst for knowledge. And as an educator, I'm pleased to help people get to that place of a better understanding. 
I think that people are as smart as the lessons that are made available to them. So with Read This to Get Smarter, there's a wealth of information made accessible to people who are familiar with these conversations and folks who are brand new to the discussion. If I had to describe my audiobook recording session in one word, it would be a marathon. And hey, like Nipsey Hussle says, the marathon continues. It's really difficult to overcome this anxiety, especially as somebody who grew up with ADHD and dyslexia, having so much fear around reading out loud. Even though I'm reading my own words out loud, there is anxiety every single time I begin a new sentence. But I made it through. We recorded in two days at the amazing 2S Studios, having my director Jessica Kay and having producer Juliana Wilson, as well as my audio engineers Brandon Crash White and Jarrell Relevant King, made it a breeze. I really felt like I was in my element, and it was probably the most nerve-wracking experience of 2021, which is saying a lot, but I got through it. It took a village. I immediately realized and then became angry at myself for including the word so many times that I don't know how to pronounce partic- see there we go particularly particularly particular like I struggle with that word now that was the gift that I learned recently my next book will have zero iterations of that word unless I'm getting somebody else to record the audiobook because that word gave me help I'm proud that I was able to do the audiobook recording. I was pretty dedicated to the outcome that it would be such a mess that I would have to hire somebody who sounded somewhat like me to accomplish it. But hey, we did it. So that was really exciting. I'm also really proud that I was able to include the exact intonation that I intended when writing it. And I really am excited for listeners to be able to have that. But More than anything, I'm so excited that Penguin Random House allows the opportunity for so many authors to record audiobooks because people learn in a variety of ways. Some people process things through reading, through listening, just through a variety of ways. And to be able to discuss that in my book and also be able to do that in practice is something that reminds me I'm living my ethics and that there's institutions that allow for that. My dream narrator is LeVar Burton, and he was going to record the audio for my first book, but because it was so heavily about women and non-binary people, he is an amazing person and a feminist who decided, and let me down gently, that would probably be best if we got January Lavoie, an incredible narrator and just an incredible person in general, to record the audio. And so that's who we ended up going with. I did ask LeVar to record this book, but he was super busy. You've seen all the great stuff that he's been doing since 2021. But he's the reason I'm an author. He's also the reason why I'm an enthusiastic reader and enthusiastic learner. And the fact that our paths have been able to cross over so many times has been a blessing. But if he eventually narrates a book that I do write, I would love that too. The way that I got in touch with LeVar Burton was I tweeted at him, one day I want to thank LeVar Burton for helping me be an enthusiastic reader. And he immediately responded to my tweet and said, you just did, Blair, but you don't have to take my word for it. And then fast forward to my modern history book coming out, he did the back cover blurb and is the literal reason why I got in touch with 10 Speed. And then I did a cosplay. If you Google Muslim Star Trek cosplay, You'll find the whole thing about me and LeVar Burton where he said I did the best cosplay of Jordy LaForge. It's just been a dream. We're friends now. It's real cool. 
My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my kitchen. Having an audiobook on while you're preparing a meal or in your kitchen or just chilling is one of my favorite things because it's just like passive learning or having storytelling. Especially if you're at home by yourself, it can make the home feel more full. It can make you feel like you're not there by yourself. And it's one of the great ways that you can do something called passive learning, which is when you're just chilling, but you're also learning something new. And now, here's a clip from my audiobook. I hope you enjoy it. I tried really hard. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for being here. My name is Blair Armani, and I am an author, educator, and historian. I firmly believe that learning is a blessing, and my life is dedicated to learning and helping others learn. First things first, you are already smart. Intelligence is the ability to learn and apply information, and that is something that we all do every day. Even though we are already smart, we can always get smarter about the world, topics we're not deeply familiar with, and the lived experiences of other people. Read This to Get Smarter explores how we can become more informed, compassionate, and intentional as we work to better understand ourselves, others, and the systems around us. Getting smarter is a journey, not a destination, and a great deal of our journey will involve unlearning. Patience, mutual respect, and perseverance are all important tools to carry along the way. Hi, this is Barrett Holmes Pittner, author of The Crime Without a Name, Ethnocide and the Erasure of Culture in America. I wrote my book because I felt America had a profound linguistic void to describe the systemic inequalities of our society. I realized the need to write it, or the inspiration for writing it, was when I became a, an opinion writer and I noticed that my opinions were maybe a bit more unique than I anticipated. And so the book kind of came out of that, where there was a greater need to articulate how I saw the world, not just to myself, but to the people that potentially could read my columns or the people that I would talk to on the street or my friends. And so in many ways, it's ideas that have always existed in my brain, but I didn't need the language to articulate it to myself but now I needed the language to articulate it to other people. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. My book incorporates a lot of different languages. So there is a lot of words that I had to touch up my pronunciation on. The book has clearly English, but also French, German, indigenous languages to North America, Ukrainian, so there's a lot of stuff I had to touch up on to make sure I got my pronunciations correct. During the narration process of this book, I was proud to be able to express myself in this medium. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I guess I'd cast Morgan Freeman. I think that'd be pretty cool. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. When a new word enters our vernacular, it is hard to imagine how we ever function without it. When provided with a better way to describe any facet of existence, it is almost impossible to continue articulating and imagining your environment without incorporating that new concept. It is used to depict the past, present, and future. People project an awareness of the word and its impact upon previous generations who lived without it. And it becomes difficult to imagine the calamitous impact of this absence. 
In the United States, we have a propensity to coin or reinvent words related to business, which is a problem since businesses will always value profit over people. If our language becomes the language of business, it ceases to be the language of the people. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.